Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Throughout the ages, God has raised women up in order to do the work of the ministry well, and he is still into the business of using women powerfully to preach and to teach. In this Wednesday's teaching, Bishop Dag will preach an important message to daughters, which will urge you to count your blessings. You will learn that if you are not somebody who is appreciative of blessings, you risk losing a lot of things that you currently have as you long and focus for things that are unattainable. Today's message will encourage women everywhere to appreciate and remember all of the blessings that God will send you throughout the changing scenes of your life. Enjoy today's message as you learn how to succeed in life and ministry as a daughter of the Lord. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this afternoon. Morning, we ask you to lead us, inspire us, speak to our hearts. Let us not leave this place the same. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are studying the subject, Women with Direction, generally. And... um, We began um, sharing about this because I believe that God wants to raise, not that he wants to, he is raising. And we are being forced to recognize that women are being used by God as much as men are. Amen. And so we are teaching about women or daughters of direction. Hallelujah. A woman with direction is a woman who knows what she's doing. And who does what she should do um, in the spirit of the Lord and in the word of God. Amen. Amen. Now, how many of you were not able to make it for the miracle wave so far? Give me a wave. All right. Make sure you are here tonight. Tonight is the last night. You will receive your miracle tonight. Can I have an amen? Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word today. We worship you. We thank you. We welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 1. Today, the subject, the title of my message is Daughter, Count Your Blessings. Last week, we looked at Daughter, Make a Move. And the week before was Daughter, You Can Make It. And today, it is Daughter, Count your blessings. Amen. All right. Now we have um, looked at women. Jesus referred to women in two ways. He would either refer to them as woman. For instance, in the case of the woman who was bent over. She had um, scoliosis or what's the other one? Lordosis. Or kyphosis or scoliosis twisted spine you know there are some people who are if you see it you realize it's a very the devil is very bad they are permanently twisted you know and um, she had um, one of these things probably and Jesus said to her woman 
Woman, thou art loosed. And she was loosed. At other times, Jesus would refer to the woman as daughter. Like the woman with the issue of blood. When she touched him and the anointing flowed out of him into her life. Jesus said, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. How many daughters of the Lord do we have today? All right. So, Pastor Eddie is a daughter. All right. Okay. Now, we, we realize that women are more um, open to the Spirit of God. That is my observation. It's not in the Bible, but even the Bible has many uh, passages which allude to this fact. So, um, women are often open, more open to the Spirit of God. They can receive more from the Spirit of God and they are often first to see what God is doing. Often they see it long before the men see it. And uh, so I, I really want to encourage women to overcome the problems that beset them. What are the problems of women? Husband, children, marriage, beloveds. Those are the problems that often quench the gift of God. Gossip, somebody saying gossip. Men also have their problems. We've talked about all that. But we must be able to acknowledge the sins. The Bible calls it the sins that so easily beset us. There are some things that easily beset or come your way. Alright, so there are some things which more easily beset men. And there are some sins which more easily beset women. They come more in your direction and, and others come more in our direction. So, daughter, you can make it. Amen. Amen. Remember the story of Hannah. And that's what we are reading today. Bible says there was a man in Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 2. He had two wives. The name of one was Hannah and the name of the other was Penina. And Penina had children but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of the city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts. And when the time was come that Elkanah offered, he gave Penina his wife and to all her sons and daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. All right? And her adversary also provoked her soul to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb, as he did so year by year. And when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. And Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? Why eatest thou not? Why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thine wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. Or another way you could put this, I am a woman with a broken heart. I told you I'm going to preach about a broken heart soon. 
I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial. For out of the abundance of my complaints and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. I tell you, after praying, all your sorrow and your sadness will go away. Are you listening to me? Every woman with direction must know that prayer can heal your heart. Because when you start praying, right, depression must go. Because when you pray, you are expressing faith in God. And when you are expressing faith in God, you are showing that there is hope. Right? And depression is defined in medical terms as a loss of hope. When you don't have hope anymore, that is when you are depressed. So as soon as you move into prayer, you are moving into hope. You are moving into faith and hope. Because faith is also the assurance of things you are hoping for. So as soon as you start praying, hope comes back. So a depressed person or a broken person or a sorrowful person must always go to prayer. And you can see here, Hannah, the Bible says she was no longer sad because she prayed. Can I have a witness for the Lord? All right. And they rose up in the morning early, verse 19, and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to a house in Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife. That means they committed love. And the Lord remembered her. And when it came to pass, the time was about after Hannah had conceived, she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. And the man Elkanah and all his house, everybody say all his house, went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned. In other words, she, she, she takes him off the breast, gets him stabilized on normal food, and then will I bring him that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. And Elkanah, her husband, said unto her, Do what seemeth thee good, tarry until thou have weaned him. Only the Lord establish his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks and one ephah of flour and a bottle of wine and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. And they slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli. And she said, Oh my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition which I asked of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies, because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. There is none holy as the Lord. Powerful. This is where it comes from. Eh? That's where the song came from. Hallelujah. There is none holy as the Lord. And she, she continued to, 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 to make songs and to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, a daughter of direction, a woman with direction, is someone who makes the right moves. You must realize that your life is made up of um, the decisions you have made in this life. 
where you are today is as a result of the decisions you took. When I was in secondary school, I decided to be serious with my studies and not to spend so much time doing short put and um, some of the other things that were being done. And so, when uh, the time came, uh, O-level came, and I passed. Betty, you remember? And then A-level came, I also passed. And then I came back to school. And uh, I was in the medical school. And I continued. Whilst I was in medical school, I was um, at a point working in a church somewhere. And our universities were closed down for one year, if you can remember those days. Uh, when the universities were closed, well, they've still been closing also these days. We were closed down for one year. And um, for that whole period, I was somewhere in London working with a church. And I remember at the end of that year, um, the universities were just, you know, they kept on saying the university will reopen every month. But every month the university didn't reopen. So we were at home for a whole year. But I remember the next year, the universities were beginning to reopen. And the pastor in the church said to me, you know, suggested to me to, for, for me to stay with him and stay there and work in the church there. And I had to take a decision whether to come back and finish my medical school or stay, you know, over there in London and just be there as a um, worker. Christian worker or a working assistant or, you know, something in the church. But I took a decision to come back to school here and finish my school. I was just in second year, all right? And that decision, I'm reaping the effect of that decision up till today. Are you understanding what I'm saying? At a certain point in my life, I decided to enter a relationship with somebody, with my wife. I mean, she was not my wife then. She was my beloved. And uh, I married her after some years, the same person. And um, I am enjoying whatever I'm enjoying now as a result of the decision that I took some time ago. Are you listening to me? Many years ago, when we finished uh, school, and um, I had a choice to go to America, like most of the 2,000 doctors who have been trained by the University of Ghana Medical School, and um, I decided to stay in Ghana and uh, do the church. And I am living my life and reaping whatever decision I have taken. If I decided to do this, I reap from it. If I decide to do that, I reap from it. Your life is a product of all the decisions you take. That's right. So if you take a decision to go out with a sugar daddy, for him to buy you shoes in exchange for your body and your soul, you will reap from that decision. If you decide not to be serious in school, you will reap from that decision. If you decide to divorce your husband or to divorce your wife, you will just reap from it. Whatever decision you take, you live it out. You live out, your, your decision is a seed. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If somebody comes along and proposes to you and says, I would like to marry you, and you say, yes, you live the rest of your life reaping from that decision. If you say no, you also spend the rest of your life reaping from that decision. So your life is a product of all the decisions you have taken. Now, a woman with direction and a daughter of the Lord who is going to succeed must take good decisions and must take the right decisions throughout her life. Are you listening to me? You must take decisions. There are some decisions you take that change your life forever. I decide to be a member of this church. I decide that I'm going to come regularly. I decide that I'm going to pray. I decide that I'm going to serve the Lord. I decide I'm going to go this way. My life is going this way or that way or that way. 
And these are very, very important decisions that you take. And whatever decision you take, you will reap from it. Are you listening to me? So many, many people take wrong decisions. And in Ghana, we have taken so many decisions. And we are where we are now as a result of the decisions we've been taking. Like I heard somebody saying on the radio, every day the church is praying for the nation, praying for the nation, praying for the nation. And that man was trying to make a point that even though we are praying for the nation, as a nation, we are reaping what we have sowed. If we have reaped corruption, we have driven away all prosperous people from the country. We have sacked all uh, successful people. We have, we have intimidated rich people. We have intimidated uh, prosperous people. We have broken down hotels, broken down walls, broken down uh, things. I mean, frightening, frightening investors, frightening people. I mean, we are just going to reap what we've sown. That is also, we can be praying for the nation, but still, we are living out the, the decisions we have taken and have been taking. And so the point I want you to understand is a woman with direction must, 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 must take good decisions. And a woman with direction is someone who takes wise decisions, intelligent decisions, spirit-directed decisions. We need to, hallelujah. There are times I see young ladies when, we, you know, at certain points in their life, I realize that their minds are not well-developed to take certain decisions. Sometimes a man comes to propose to them and then they just look. Do you have a car? Do you have a car? We don't use car to marry. There are many people who quarrel in their cars if you don't know. (laughs) Amen. And there are many people who don't have a car when they are getting married or when they are proposing to you but they will have a car. You have to marry somebody with bright eyes for future. Somebody who are, you can see that there's potential in the person. Nobody is ready made. When Adam got married to Eve, what did, what, what did Adam have? Did he have a fridge? Did he have a car? Did he have a television? Did he have a radio? He didn't have anything. He just had a job to name the animals in the garden. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So God is speaking to women. And I tell you, ladies, God is raising you up. It's not a matter of, uh, uh, what do you call it? It's not a matter of, you know, you are the wife of so and so. You are a human being whom God has created in his image. Amen. And God is going to use you. Now, you see, like, even when Pastor Eddie introduced Pastor Jonathan and his wife, he, he almost introduced her in the wrong way. He said, Pastor Jonathan is here and his wife. I remember one time, somebody said there was an accident. Uh, 21 people were killed and 8 northerners also. Do, do, do you understand? It, it's, wrong. it's wrong. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I said 21 people were killed and 8 northerners too were killed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wrong. You, you are trying to distinguish between the human beings. It's, it's very wrong. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> People are some way. But you see, now we introduce the person. Now, both of them are pastors. Jonathan is a pastor, and his wife is also a pastor. And even when she was speaking, you could see that she was anointed. <laughs> so, so when he was introduced, Pastor Jonathan is here, and then almost as a side point, and his wife. You see, that is our mentality. But God is saying that, look, now I'm raising up, the, just as the man is anointed, the woman is also anointed. And just as the man is preaching, the woman can also preach. 
And in fact, the most anointed person I have ever seen or known of is a woman. I keep saying it week after week, week after week, week after week. Women are more sensitive to the things of God. They notice the anointing before men notice the anointing. They can sense it long before. Elisha, he was walking through the town and there was a woman who noticed him and, and told her husband, let's build a small room for this man, put a table, a candle, and give him a place to stay. And her husband said, okay, no problem. She had seen that there was anointing walking up and down the town. But the husband didn't decide to do anything like that. It was the wife who decided. And they brought him into the house and what a blessing came what into their blessing. home. Amen. Amen. So I have said over and over and I believe that God is, you know, bringing many blessings, raising up women to do great things. And women in Lighthouse, I tell you, you see a lot of lady pastors here. More lady, the lady pastors are some of the best pastors we have. They are very wild. They are very anointed. They have a heart for the things of God. Once they overcome their problems of marriage and children and all those things, those are the abortion, aborting factors that abort their core. God is helping you, I tell you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Alright, so, daughter, count your blessings. Now, one of the reasons why many women do not rise up and do what they are supposed to do is because they do not count their blessings. Now, God is saying, daughter, count your blessings today. Amen. And you notice that Hannah had a broken heart and she refused to count her blessings. Notice, the Bible says when the time that Elkanah offered up sacrifice, he gave Penina, his wife and daughters and children and sons, portions. But Hannah, he gave her a worthy portion for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb and her adversary also provoked her to make her fret. He did so year by year and she wept and did not eat. Then her husband said to her, listen, to what her husband said. Elkanah said to her, Elkanah, her husband said to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? Why eatest thou not? Why is thy heart grieved or broken? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? Daughter, count your blessings. She didn't have one thing, but she had something that many people also pray for all the time. Hey, stop that rub there. Hallelujah. Our church is blessed. We have beds, wasps, mice, everything. <laughs> it's, it's becoming like a zoo. <laughs> Daughter, count your blessings. How many women are there who would love to have a husband who cares for them? This woman had a husband who went to church with her. The Bible says every year he went with his household. All of them went to church. Husband, wife, second wife, and children. <laughs> there were problems. You see, I just want you to see the blessings in the middle of the problems. Because when you don't see those blessings, you begin to develop the wrong attitude. When you don't see what God has done or what advantage you have, even in the circumstance that you are, you often don't acknowledge God's blessings and then they start running away from you. 
daughter, count your blessings. Perhaps you don't have a child, but you have a good husband. The Bible says that the man gave her a worthy portion. Okay, she was different from all the other women. She was different. He treated her special. That's what a woman wants. A woman wants to be treated specially. Stop that rub there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Perhaps your husband, you know, has even gone for a girlfriend. Perhaps Penina, let's take Penina to be a girlfriend. But he's not sucking you. (laughs) I said, daughter, count your blessings. (laughs) It's it's hard, is (laughs) it? Look, you people have not seen cruel husbands before. There are husbands who have married you. They say, they said, I love you, etc. They married you. And then when a time comes, they can physically throw you out. If you haven't seen some before, you are not old. (laughs) They can throw you away as if they didn't know you. I remember one husband who threw his wife out with her suitcase, the, a woman that he married and brought from abroad, threw her out with her suitcase and a sewing machine and everything out of the wall. On the street, she had to gather her belongings and go to a friend's house. So perhaps he has gone for Penina, but he is still in the house. Yeah. It's something. I didn't say it's the best. I said, count, try and locate some blessings. Yay! 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 Perhaps the man you Maybe he's not so wealthy. You get it? Maybe he's not so prosperous. He's not so rich. But maybe he's a good man. He serves the Lord. He goes with you to church. He he takes you along. And he's a good Christian like this man. Offerings. He was giving offerings. Perhaps he's not so wealthy. And you'll be looking at other people's as well. Eh, look at them. I mean, look at they're all driving cars and we are still working. Seven years now that I've married and we are still working. <laughs> Maybe the one who is driving the car, you don't know what's happening. Even you don't know what's happening in the car. Wild quarrels as even they are coming to church or going, they are moving somewhere. Wild beasts. Wild ones, air conditioned ones. <laughs> Sometimes they come to church wearing the same coat brown, brown, red, red. But they are not talking. Oh, yeah? 
one of my pastors was telling me, there was this, this couple, they, they like to wear the same. If everybody's wearing, they're wearing green and red. They all wear green and red together and they come to church. But they don't talk. So one day the pastor said, how do you know what to wear? <laughs> because you are not talking. He said, we just look at what is happening and then we just wear. <laughs> Listen to me. Perhaps your husband is not so wealthy, but he's kind. He's kind. He's patient. Maybe he talks to you nicely. And you look at it and you, you see that, what a blessing. And so the man asked her, so why are you crying? As if I'm not here. Can't you see me? Am I not worth to you more than 10 sons? Some husbands will be asking, some wives will be, uh, uh, husbands will be asking, am, am I not worth to you more than millions of dollars? If you have millions of dollars and I'm not here. There are people who are rich but they don't have no husband. Or they have a runaway husband or a husband on vacation. Daughter, begin to count your blessings. I'm going to show you when you don't count your blessings, a lot of things begin to go wrong. Perhaps your husband is not so kind and so gentle. You, You would like him to be more gentle. Honey, sugar, sweetie pie. You would like that. But maybe his personality makes him a harder, rougher person. But that personality that makes him hard is also what has made him become wealthy and prosperous. So begin to see that in fact there's prosperity in the hard guy. Oh yeah. Because some people are so cool that even when blessings are going, uh, prosperity contracts are going, they say, And then the prosperity will just pass. Contracts will be passing. Okay, see you. It's all right. Somebody will do it, okay? I'm all right. And so you realize that you are married to somebody. You don't seem to see anything that is good. Perhaps you are not married. Daughter, please count your blessing. What a blessing it is not to be married. They don't understand. When you are not married, you are free. Hey, Pastor, me, I don't believe what you are saying. <laughs> when you are not married, you are free. You don't have to cook. When you don't have to cook, you don't have to cook. When you want to go out, you go out. When you want to come, you come. When you want to join this, you join. When you want to be in this church, you are in the church. There is no man who is staying. No. Where are you going? When will you come? What church is it that they close at 12 o'clock in the evening? You are sleeping with the pastor there. Yeah. Is it not true? Is it not true? Is it not true? It's true. But you people don't know. There are many husbands who restrict their wives because they are married. They can't do certain things. They cannot even feel free. They cannot even serve the Lord as they would like to serve the Lord. There are many cases like that. Because now the husband says, eh, when I come home at um, nine o'clock, you must be there, all right? It's very simple. Any deviation from this will result in certain problems coming to this house. (laughs) 
If you are a man and you are not married, more anointing flows on your life. God uses our wives to humble us. God uses my wife to humble me, to make me cool. Because as I stay with her, I realize that I'm not perfect. Every day I realize that I'm not perfect. So even pride cannot come. Because when I go, you realize that you are not perfect. Let's be cool in the house. Let's be going along. It's true. It's true. You can come and flow in the anointing. And when you get home, normal things are happening. Charlie, this place is not anointing. Uh, spirit is moving. Here is life. Real life. Yes. Come down to sea level and let's work. And you see, it also helps us to be humble. So sometimes. And I want a child. I want a child. I think mean, God will not give me a child. See, and that's why the man said, Am I not worth it? Child will grow and child will go. Child will grow up. Children, my mother in law says, Children are visitors in the house. Yes, while she's gone, off. Bye bye. Only, only phone calls you get. She's off with the husband. So, phone calls, occasional visit. But I, I mean, as if you were not even born. Sometimes you see when people are getting married, somebody you have, you have lived with for 29 years, 30 years. Now the person is moving away with somebody she has met for one year. It's a wonderful experience, I tell you. It's a mystery. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to see, because when you don't count your blessing, all you do is cry, all you do is grieve. When you don't have a child, you are free. Children are also another project. School fees, Looking after them, looking after little children, is not a simple thing. There are some people who cannot stand little children. There are some women who cannot. They, there are many young girls in church, they don't know anything about handling little children. Sometimes you see them, they'll just go, hello, where are you? And then they'll be moving. They will not hold the baby because they don't know how to hold. So I am saying to you, God is saying, daughter, count your blessings. Count your blessings. Perhaps your husband is not as spiritual as you would like him to be. But even as he is not spiritual, perhaps he's also more prosperous. Look for something to see that there is a blessing that God has blessed you with. Master, I am 33 years old and I don't have any husband. And actually, everybody is asking me when will I marry? When will I also, I mean, when we also have our grandchildren. And if it has been worrying me, it has been, I have to be honest with you. Look, listen to me. Count your blessings. You are free now. You are free to serve. You are free to come to church. You are free to pray. You are free to serve the Lord. You are free to do. A woman who is married is a completely different person from a woman who is not married. I'm telling you, even in, just in serving the Lord, so when you begin to count those blessings, yes, yes, you begin to become a woman with direction. Now, the next thing is, daughter, do not fret. When the Bible says that she was so disturbed because she couldn't see anything but just one problem, the child. And it was something that she wanted so badly, she couldn't see any good anywhere else. 
Now, the, the daughter with direction does not fret. Amen. Amen. Now, the Bible says that she was so anxious, she, she was so disturbed that she was fretting. She was so anxious. Now, I want you to understand that when you are anxious and you are hurt and you are bitter, let's say you have a broken heart. Listen, women, daughters, don't allow any man to break your heart. Hear me. You see, a broken heart is a dangerous thing. When a heart is broken, things are coming out of it. Bitterness comes out. Hatred comes out. Wickedness, wicked plans come out. I mean, uh, uh, unforgiveness. All sorts of things come out of a broken heart. And that is why some women never recover because of the pain and the, the things that are coming out. Instead of love, joy, peace, faith, hope, they have bitterness, wickedness, hatred, murder, all sorts of things. If I can just get revenge, this guy, I will show him. Even if he marries, he will see what will happen. You curse, curses, and other things are flowing out of your mind and your heart. And that does not allow your spirit to be free. It does not allow even God to bless you. And the Bible said this woman was anxious. She was fretting. When you are anxious, God cannot bless you. That's why the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But with prayer. Because when you are anxious, you are not praying. As soon as you start praying, the anxiety will go away. When you are anxious, you are too, you are too, uh, what word can I use, Cynthia? Fretful and what other word? Giddy, giddy. You get it? That's the word I'm looking for. Agitated. And uh, restless is the other word I'm looking for. But when God wants to bless you, you must calm down. Because when you are anxious, you cannot receive. When Jesus was going to do that great miracle, feed 5,000. People were hungry, people were bored, people were tired. He said, sit down, sit down. In 50s. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, fifty. Sit down. People say, What is this? We are hungry. We are tired. We want to go home. You say we should sit down and feel one, two, three, four, five. You see Jesus comes in. One, two, three, four. Sit down. Everybody sit down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Fifty. Sit here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Fifty. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Let your heart relax. So that God's blessing comes. When you are agitated and restless, I'm telling you, it is a manifestation of doubt. It's a manifestation of fear. It's a manifestation of anxiety. It's not a manifestation of faith. God moves in the midst of faith. He does not move in the midst of fear. Fear is an evil. When you are afraid, that's when you become restless. You begin to do wrong things. Fear makes people take wrong decisions. When you are afraid that nobody is going to marry, that's when you start marrying anything that's wearing trousers. And you shouldn't marry anything that is wearing trousers. There are things that are wearing trousers that are dangerous. Look at the trousers next to you and ask whether you are dangerous trousers. When God wants to bless you, when God wants to bless you, you have to calm down. When you want to, when sometimes you see, next time you notice somebody who is breastfeeding, Notice that sometimes the babies are so anxious. <laughs> but the, the milk is, the milk, God's milk, you see, God is El Shaddai. The Bible says God is called El Shaddai, the breasted one. God has got big breasts full of blessings that are trying to, he's trying. <laughs> it can't come, no, just, calm down, calm down. That thing is there, it's going to just cool down so that we can connect you to the blessing. 
Pull down. Da, 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 da. And the, the thing is dodging you. It's always dodging you. From today, no blessing is going to dodge you in the name of Jesus Christ. Daughter, begin to come. Calm down, please. 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 Without calming down, God's blessings cannot come your way. You want a husband? God has... During the miracle, I prayed for people who were over the age of 30 and who wanted to marry. I was surprised that there were almost more men than ladies. As they were coming by, I said, Lord, begin to link them. Begin to link them. Because since there are a lot of brothers who are also looking for wives, and there are a lot of daughters who are also looking for husbands. And they are all in the same church. They pass by each other. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? They don't see each other. Calm down and relax. And you'll begin to be noticed. You see, when you are relaxed, all your pimples will go away. And you see a very calm, beautiful spirit. And people are attracted to... A spiritual person is attracted to a calm spirit. A licentious person is attracted to those shorts, the, the skirt that... Micro, half-yard skirts. Quarter-yard skirts. I see God's breast. Mega ones full. El Shaddai means the mighty breasted. Shad is the word for breast. A mighty breasted one. And it's coming to you. Daughter, start to count. Even by counting your blessings, you begin to count. I realize that, oh, I have a good job. I'm blessed. I have, even I have a car. Maybe I don't have a husband, but I have a car. It's, it's something. Please, a lot of people don't have cars. Look, I said, oh, I am alive. I am well. There are people your age who are suffering from kidney, suffering from a uterus problem, suffering from breast tumor, suffering from knee, uh, suffering from arthritis, suffering from eye disease, suffering from, oh, I can't tell. Look, you are not doctors. I, I've seen so many things. And you go to the hospital and you see people there, lying there in the mortuary, dead. Start counting your blessings and stop worrying. And God is going to direct his breast into your mouth. And you are going to suck all the wonderful blessings that he has for you. You know, even in people getting pregnant, we've noticed in the hospital that when they are anxious, their cycle changes. And so they don't get pregnant. But as soon as they calm down, then the cycle becomes regular again. And when it becomes regular, then they are more easily pregnant. So often the advice that will be given to them in the hospital, relax. Relax, mommy. Relax, sister. Relax. Just relax. When you relax in your mind, then everything in your body starts to work normally. And then the pregnancy can come. So just relax. And when you are not relaxed, then the cycle goes instead of 28 days, it becomes 14, it becomes 39, 43, and everything is complicated. Relax. Relax. Daughter, you can make it. Hallelujah. The next one is Daughter, join the choir. <laughs> now, listen. Hannah was a woman who joined the choir after she had children. Yeah. She joined the choir after she had children. After she was blessed. After she was married. Just look right there and you are going to see it. First Samuel chapter 2, what did he say? Hannah prayed and, and said, and she, she joined, she sang the song that we all sing. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none besides thee. 
What a blessing. blessing. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. Look, if you look at 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 23, he said, Bible says, and Elkanah, she when she her child was born, she didn't want to take her child. She didn't want to go to church with a child till the child was a certain age. And then when she got to church, she was going to leave the child there permanently. Now, because of the type of husband she was blessed with, notice what her husband said. And Elkanah, her husband, said unto her, Do what seemeth good. Tarry until thou have weaned him. Only the Lord establish his word. Here again, I'm pointing out to you, she was blessed with a type of husband who was easygoing. He said, I don't want to go. Say, stay if you want to stay. When you are ready, go. When you want to come, come. When you want to go, go. I'm okay. What a husband. <laughs> He's worth more than 10 sons any day. Such a person. Uh, there are people when you are married to them, it's more than Asha Fort. When you are married to them, it's more than a military prison. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You can't be yourself. And you should ask yourself, what was the person you married? What was she like before you married her? Was she active? Allow her to be active. Be like Elkanah. Steve, I hope you will allow your wife to be who she is. Amen. So that you have a happy wife. People don't know that anybody in prison is not happy. You want a happy wife? Let there be no prison doors in your house. So that she's free. She can go in and come. I've noticed that when my wife goes out and she comes, she's happy. Then I was, I'm also happy. At first when she used to stay at home waiting for me, I realized that it wasn't good. But when she's free, the doors are open. Go, come midnight, come anytime, do whatever you want. You want to go up, go, I want to go down, go down. You want to go to the right, feel free. Me, I'm here. When she comes, oh, smiles, joy, and there's enjoyment and happiness in the house. Stories. She has more stories. My wife is a storyteller. More stories. Amen. We've got to be able to count our blessings. And when it's time to join the choir, yeah, the fact that you are Mrs. Yeah, I mean, because now I've got three children, I think that is a bit something be standing in the choir and be moving to the left and to the right. Now that I find it something. But this is what the Spirit is saying. Count your blessings, daughter. Many people who are married to Christian husbands don't appreciate them. One, one lady was married to a Christian and her husband eventually had a job at the UN and traveled away. And then she was talking to one counselor. She said, you know, I've really worried my husband. Now that he's gone, I realize that I have such a good man. Sometimes we need the Christian world. We need to appreciate the Christian husbands. Sometimes we transfer the sins of unbeliever husbands to Christian husbands. And we don't even see that the Christian husband you have is a blessing. We need to appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Daughter, join the choir. Sing for the Lord. There is none holy as the Lord. There is none besides you. Neither is there any God like our God. There is none holy as the Lord. Daughter, you can be spiritual after you are blessed. Some people, when they have a child, bye-bye to church, bye-bye to God. See you later. But she had a child. And look at the 
prayer she prayed. This prayer was not when she was in trouble. This prayer was when she was blessed. How many of us, when God blesses us, we say, thank you very much, bye-bye, and then off. Off. See you. <laughs> Bye. You are going to take the announcement, you see. As soon as they collect their blessings, see you. Bye. Bye. I have it. Husband, child, car. Hey! Stop that rough there. When God blesses you and you are now missus, Let's see you praising God like you never praised him before. When God blesses you and you have a big stomach like that, come to church and let the stomach also be praising the Lord from different angles. When God blesses you and you have a little child and you are breastfeeding, come along. There are times you need me to just leave your child for an hour or two. Nothing bad will happen to the child. And serve the Lord. Oh, look at the song she made and the prayer she made after the blessing. She was still counting her blessings after she was blessed. But she wasn't before, but she started after. How many daughters are going to sing for the Lord? Some of you are nice little young sisters, but in the day of your blessing, make sure that I find you in the house of the Lord, serving him. There are people who didn't have anything. Today now they have money. It's difficult for them to give. They don't give much at all. Although some time ago they didn't have anything, but now they have so much, still they don't give much. It's unfortunate. But a man and a daughter with direction is someone who, after the blessing, you look and say, hey, me, I remember. I remember. I had, I always, I remember. That's why sometimes you hear me preach, I'll say, Achimota School. I didn't finish school. I went to school in the 70s. That's when I went there. More than 20 years ago. I went to the university 17 years ago. Not even secondary school. But I remember how God has brought us. I remember what God has done for us. I remember when we built all these things. Remember your blessing in the time of your blessing. And give God the glory and give him the honor. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Stand to your feet. Hey, you are blessed. Tell the nearest sister, don't worry. God is trying to direct some blessings to you. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank the Lord. Count your blessings today. Count your blessings today. Perhaps your husband is not like this, but he's like this. Perhaps... Things are not in that way, but they are that other way. There's a blessing there. Count your blessing and begin to calm down right now. Calm down. God is saying, calm down. Relax. 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 God is telling you, sit down. Sit down. Sit down so I can bless you. Sit down so I can bless you. Sit down so I can pour my blessing on you. 
Relax, calm down, calm down. I have many more blessings in store for you. Daughter, count your blessings today. Perhaps things are not like this, but look carefully and see if the Lord has not been good to you and he has not been kind to you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You don't have to worry. Oh, yes. And don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Troubles they don't last. Troubles they don't last always. For there's a friend named Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Who will wipe? He will wipe away your tears. Sing it, everybody. And if your heart is broken, if your heart is broken today, just lift your hand. Please lift your hand and say, I know I know I can make it. Daughter, you can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter, oh, yes. no matter what yes. may come my way. Thank you, Jesus. My life is in your hands. I know that I can make it. You can make it. Daughter, 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 you can make it. I can take it with Jesus with Jesus I can take it I can take it I can take it with him I know I can stand oh yes Lord thank you thank you thank you thank you Jesus my life is in your hands start from the top again you don't have to worry you don't have to worry sister and don't you be to calm down today. I want you to relax. God's power is flowing through your life. Troubles As you relax in the midst of whatever situation you are in. For there's a friend named There's a friend named Jesus. Who will wipe your tears away. He will wipe your tears away today. And if your heart is broken. Please, Jesus. Just lift your hand. Your heart is broken. Oh, yes, Lord. 
that is ministering to every heart in Jesus mighty name thank you that the daughters of today are rising up in a special way and they will do great exploits in your name they will succeed they can make it they can take it thank you whether married or unmarried whether divorced or separated whatever situation and condition they find themselves thank you that we see a blessing somewhere we see a blessing somewhere thank you that we can make it in Jesus mighty name and as every head is bowed and every eye closed if you are here today you don't know Jesus as your savior I want to pray for you specially if Jesus comes today or tomorrow will you go to heaven will you die when you die will you go to hell will you go to heaven perhaps you are not even sure you want to say pastor please pray for me today I want to know Jesus as my savior if you are here like that lift up your right hand and I'm praying with you quickly before we close just lift up your right hand up high pastor pray with me i want to give my life to god i want to give my life to jesus christ god bless you god bless you i see so many hands later you want to say pastor please pray with me i came to church i've heard the word of god but deep down in my heart i know that i am far away from god please pray for me lift lift it up i need to see your hands still lifted up high god bless you god bless you all those who've lifted your hands Please come to me in the front here. I want to pray with you. Come all the way to the front here. Come from where you're standing. Come from the back. Come from the side. Stand right here. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. There is still room. God bless you. God bless you. Put your hands together for them as they come to the Lord. There's room at the cross. At the cross. There's room for one more. There's room for one more. There's room for one more soul. Sing in this room, this room, this room. There is room. Come on. At the cross for you. Come in more, come in. Put your hands together for them as they come to the Lord. There's room at the cross. There is room. There's room at the cross. At the cross. There's room at the cross. For there's room for one more soul. Don't be 
Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I realize today that I am a sinner. But today, I ask you to forgive me and wash me in the blood of Jesus. From today, I will serve the Lord. I will follow Jesus. Thank you, Father. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.